0: I'm going to buy a condominium, and I um, am looking for X, Y, and Z. And would you represent me? And so you say yes, but you know maybe your fees are going to be, you know, two and a half percent or one and a half percent. Or I mean, I can't imagine saying I'm going to charge you two and a half percent to find this because the prices are already high. So-
1: This is Reggie and Ruhi. This is our. Was this? Is this the fourth episode now?
0: The fourth the episode. Yep.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, um, right now we we chose a, a great time to start this podcast up because uh, you know the Sister Burnett trial. I'm telling you, it is something that has uh, just it's just blown everything out of proportion it feels like uh what do you feel about this whole thing ruhi
0: well you know it's it's funny i just had coffee with a friend and you know she's not in the business she's not you know she's just a normal regular consumer and she says oh my god like your industry is about to totally change and i'm like really she goes i was just hearing this big news article about what's happening with the whole buyer's agent and maybe the whole buyer's agents are going to go away and what's going to happen with, with your business and your agent's business. And so there's a lot of stuff to share. And I think, um, just like you said, we started this podcast um, together at the right time because it's important. It's important. And I think it's going to set a precedent for the industry. Um, yeah. Well,
1: um, what I'm hearing basically is that um, there is a court, you know, the the official court, and then there's a court of a public opinion. And it uh, appears to me that what the, the um, they're doing, you know, the lawyers, I think his name is Catchmark that did this um, it is. He played on the the jury's emotions. Um, From what I understand, uh, once they were done, the jury only deliberated for like a couple of hours. And then they were just like, boom, yes, uh, we're we're awarding the plaintiffs. So, you
0: know, I'm going to interrupt you for one very quick second. Think about the jury and who may have been on the jury and then continue. And then I want to just but I want to plant that little nugget in your head.
1: Well um that's a good question who was on the jury um so you know the, the 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 whole play it seems as if we want to make it seem as though realtors aren't worth what we're charging uh it, because the the idea of it is there's price fixing but it feels like to me what they were playing on is the the whole thing you know the economy's not doing very well right now there are a lot of people hurting because of interest rates because they can't afford homes because a lot of various various things you know the 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 whole pandemic we're still you know going crazy off of that right people are still hurting and so to play on the emotions of the public and say Realtors make too much money is the way that uh, they were able to really get the jury to feel like, okay, we need to find, you know, these big realtors and these big companies uh, guilty of price fixing. And I'm just scared that there's going to be a ton of these uh, copycat lawsuits all across the country.
0: No, I 100 percent couldn't agree with you more. But here's a couple of things that you touched on and i was like i gotta write this down my thought is a couple of things first of all absolutely people don't understand why realtors get paid the amount of money they get paid but there's that's a big myth and a misconception so let's back up right the average realtor sells about two homes a year okay so if you saw anything more than two you are above average Of those two, you gotta set aside twenty-five to thirty percent for the tax man. And then you are splitting a part of that with your brokerage. Right. On top of that, you are normally, you know, offering some sort of a credit here or there towards a home warranty or towards, you know, something like that. So there's another, you know, six, seven hundred dollars. So
1: advertising, marketing.
0: Right. So by the time you're done. You know, let's take a million dollar property, for instance. And, you know, there is no price fixing. So there's no set commission. But say on average, you get paid two and a half percent. So on a million dollars, that two and a half percent works out to 25,000, right? 25,000, you're taking 30% of that, 25 to 30, but typically 30% of that, and you're paying that to the government. So you're setting that aside for your quarterly payments. Then you're paying another 20% on average to your brokerage, okay? So now you've lost 50% of it. So you're at $12,500 for $25,000, mm-hmm. right? At $12,500, say you spend another $2,000 out of that for your marketing, your advertising, whatever else. So now you've got $10,000. You're giving a $500 home warranty to a client, and it's more like $650, but okay, let's call it 5 Okay, now you're left with $10,000. Oh, you're willing it down, like, really? I mean, Well, I mean, this you, is, you I, I, it, right? I need <laughs> the consumers to understand, right? Like, you're not getting the $25,000. So now you've got $10,000. The $10,000, if you're doing two deals a year, that's $20,000. And that is below the poverty line. So, you know, making $20,000 a year, maybe, okay, maybe you're above average, and you're a great realtor, and you're selling four homes. That's $40,000 a year. On a sale price of about a million dollars, that's not a lot of money. And instead of having the realtors, let's just say you've got an attorney who's going to help you with that. Do you think the attorney is going to charge you ten thousand or twenty five thousand? They are going to charge you uh, probably close to thirty, thirty five, forty thousand dollars on each end of the transaction. I come from Canada. And instead of working with a title company, which will charge you, you know, about eight to twelve, thirteen hundred dollars average a transaction, these attorneys were charging ten, twelve thousand. That's just to review paperwork. So let's just put that little myth. So the attorney was very smart in this lawsuit where they played on the emotions of the jury who felt that these realtors. We're making a lot of money you know it shows like uh selling new york or selling the i don't even know what they're called because i don't watch a million dollar listing that mm-hmm. they're not real i do not walk around with four inch heels and little dresses i mean reggie we work together you know it's it's very professional this is not how we roll I love how they glorify it and glamify it for the TV, but we do not have those commission checks of one hundred forty thousand, one hundred sixty thousand, two hundred twenty thousand. I mean, I look at the commission checks. I'm like, that's not normal. We don't sell ten million dollar homes on average. We sell, and this is California. We sell on average a million dollar house, right?
1: Well, um, it's already affecting our industry, Ruhi. So, um, you know, you already heard that uh, NAR has said that you don't have to um, offer any kind of commission to the buyer, which is fine. I mean, I think that's fair. But already in New York, I believe New York City, they have already made it to where you cannot pay a buyer out of the listing agents commission
0: yep so here's here's how i see it reggie wow well no i mean listen
1: that sets a precedent
0: but that's new york right and and that's what i what i told my friend i said listen we're in california california and and again i'm going to go back i come from toronto The disclosures we used to do were like four pages i came to california we do like 50 pages of disclosures because california is a litigious litigious right Mm -hmm. so i mean maybe it works in our favor because i feel that car california association of realtors and their attorneys at car did a really good job with our contracts And our contracts are pretty detailed where they spell out the dual agencies. And, you know, I was thinking before our episode today, I wanted to go through some of the contracts for some of these other states to kind of understand what they have spelled out in the agencies and how their listing agreements look like. And I don't know if it came up in these lawsuits, but the lawsuit may stand for right now, but you better well, move. they're going
1: to appeal. Gonna so appeal. since they're yeah. going to appeal, we've got, you know, years ahead for this to go on. Um, really what it boils down to now is we have to see... Because right now, a lot of the news, I haven't heard a lot of stuff like I've seen a couple of articles and, and and things coming up on like CBS News and, and and so forth. But I don't I don't really see it being pressed really hard right now. It's just on the real trends and, and inmens and all those. But if it really gets to the news media like that, then that's where the the conversations are going to be had at, at the kitchen table when we're talking to our, our clients where they're going to want to know it. And that's going to be our opportunity to educate them on what we do and the value that we provide.
0: 100%. I think what you just said is if you take nothing else away from this and you're a realtor listening to this, you should take away that now more than ever you need to educate your clients as to the value you provide as a realtor if you're with Nar um or a real estate agent because listen I know the way we work um we are very much about relationships with our clients but it's it is it's going to be a real a, a relationship based you know um conversation which is, I want to walk you through these five homes that we're going to go look at, and I am going to go through all the disclosures with you, and I'm going to go through, you know, what the the pros and cons of each property from purely a resale point of view. I do that. I don't know if you do that with your clients right now, but right. I, I do that, Absolutely. right? I, yeah, we... The value that we provide is most of the time we resell these properties for our clients. And we want to make sure that, for instance, okay, this home is on a T intersection. And the reason I don't want you to be on a T intersection is because there are certain cultures who don't like to be on that T intersection for Feng Shui or Vasu. Oh, Ruhi, what does that mean? So I'm now educating you. I want to provide you as much value. Right, and this is what the, our job is as a buyer's agent. I'm going to walk you through. Hey, what does it mean on an NHD, a natural hazard disclosure? Disclosure. What does it mean when I'm in an area of of um uh you know a, a earthquake zone or I'm you in know, a high fire flood zone. zone? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. You could Google it. Go and Google it. You're going to get twenty different answers on it. As a realtor, as your representative, I'm going to be able to educate you on that. Right. Right. Uh, And then the other thing, Reggie, is the buyer broker agency. I mean, I've always talked about that. You know, I always try to get my buyers to sign a buyer's broker agency. And that essentially says that I represent you and I represent your best interest.
1: Well, I think that um, a lot of buyers are, um, you know, they feel hesitant to that because they don't understand the purpose of it. And that, again, goes to that education piece and that, um, that consultative um, advising that we provide, because it's not to lock anyone down into a contract, it's that we, it actually is for us to hold us accountable for our duties to give you the utmost care, which if you read the contract, that's one of our duties to provide the utmost care in your transaction and in and, and finding your home.
0: Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, just to dissect that more, what the utmost care is, our fiduciary duty is to you, Mr. Buyer or Mr. Seller. And so if you're in the situation we were in two years ago and you're competing with 10, 12 other people, you know, we are going to, if my client wants to write an offer that's 200,000 over what I think it should be going for, I'm going to tell them. I don't. I don't want you to spend two hundred thousand. I mean, the two hundred. Vice
1: versa, if they're <laughs> they're trying to lowball, you know, it's not going to get accepted.
0: One hundred percent, right? Like we are looking out for you. We are your representation. You could go to any listing agent and and you know see if they're going to play and and write a contract for you. But who who are they representing? The seller or the buyer? And honestly, so- this is. What I'm concerned that these lawsuits are going to create that. They're going to create a lot of shadiness, which makes me nervous. and it really goes against what i I think, you know, you don't want to represent both. and and there have been transactions where I've represented the buyer and the seller, and I always tell them, you know, I this is my fiduciary duty is to you for this and to them, and I will ask them do you authorize me to share this information? But it becomes convoluted. You know,
1: (laughs) this is the the crazy thing, though. This is the question that I I don't think that is being asked, right? Okay, we're being accused of not being transparent on pricing and price fixing. What about the attorneys? Now, I don't have anything against attorneys because I think everybody should eat, right? But from what I understand... These attorneys typically for a case like this, you know, they're going to make 30 to 40 percent. Wow. You know, like so you're looking at 30 to 40 percent of what one point eight billion. And they say it's even going to go up to five something billion with all the damages and everything like that. Right. And then right after they, um, you know, they 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 award to the plaintiffs. Immediately, that same attorney file uh, uh, the lawsuit against other um, brokerages such as Compass and some others. So they're ramping up, and now in addition to the one in Illinois that's coming up next year. So uh, wow, you know, I, I I just I don't know what to say. Um, I it really gives us an opportunity to to up our game, but uh, there will be some changes uh, <laughs> for sure.
0: Uh, yeah, there'll definitely be changes and NAR um, is going to have their work cut out for them. Um, they are going to have to really hire um, some strong representation. But I don't think it's a one size fit all for all the states in, you know, under NAR. Um, and I'll go back to, you know, and uh, California Association of Realtors and our contracts Maybe I'm naive, but I don't think that um buyers agents are totally going away. I don't believe that I don't think so either. Um, right? So things are gonna shift and we're gonna see. But one thing is it's not gonna happen tomorrow, um, in my mind. I think it's going to be an evolution. Now, as consumers are well, consumers, it's
1: not gonna happen tomorrow because they're gonna appeal. Right. They're gonna um,
0: appeal but with the news do you think buyers are going to come back or sellers are going to come to you know uh, sitting sitting with us at a listing presentation saying hey i only want to pay you three percent
1: that that depends on how big this goes you know viral on social media and the news outlets uh, get it out there i think it depends a lot on that if Mm -hmm. this you know becomes like very viral on social media or becomes like a real hot topic on all the news media outlets, whether it be, you know, the local networks and or the Foxes and the CNNs and and MSNBCs. I think that's what's going to do it. I'm very, you know, I don't like to be into conspiracy theories, but I really feel it, find it very odd. Like I've been all over this. Right. And um, one thing that I noticed on all the platforms, especially on YouTube, is that anything that's regarding this trial, when you look at the comments, Mm
0: -hmm. there
1: are a lot of comments that are very negative towards realtors. And, you know, it's not that, uh, you know, I'm feeling, you know, um, defensive or anything, but I just wonder who is really pulling the strings. Are these actual just trolls? that are being, you know, because the, the idea is to, you know, damage our industry for whatever reason. I mean, what do you think? Do you think I'm off base or maybe I'm just being conspiratorial? (laughs) No, it's (laughs)
0: ironic. It's ironic that you said that because just before um, our show, I was reading a couple of articles and then I was looking at something on YouTube and I was reading the comments and there were some comments, right? Like, you don't deserve to make the kind of money you're making. Right.
1: and (laughs) I I don't feel that people like hate realtors that much. And and if they did, why would, I mean, you could just, you could always for sale by owner. I mean. No,
0: I think these are just trolls. And I think these are people who are just unhappy with where they are. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but you know what? There's always going to be negative people. And you know what? I'm sad for them, you know, whatever. I hope their life gets better, but there is, there's always going to be people like that. Right. And maybe I'm yeah. coming with my rose colored glasses and seeing the world as I see it. <laughs> but honestly, I just like,
1: curious that, that I'm seeing that um, I was um, while we were talking, I did pull up a letter. We received actually um, a letter from NAR and they have an official you know kind of blog on their website talking about the verdict and so they gave an update and uh, a few things yeah let me go ahead and do that let me do that so let me see um all right i'm sharing now um can you see it yeah okay so um one of the things that says nar demonstrated that there's no evidence or expert testimony to support the allegations of antitrust violations claimed by plaintiffs, um, right? Uh, NAR affirmatively prove purpose and effect of the cooperative compensation rule, which enables brokers to know how much they will be paid before starting work. Um, so the transparency is there. NAR reaffirmed that a trade organization can uh, lawfully create rules and NAR also showed there's no harm to sellers. And um, if you want to go to this website, it's right on the NAR website. Um, I you know, um, I think it's um NAR.realtor competition in real estate. And we can uh, link it
0: below too. So,
1: so yeah, we'll put it in the link, link in the below. Yeah, exactly. That'd be the best way to handle that. But um, you know, I really feel as though um it, Catchmark really did a great job at um, pulling at the um, the 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 string the heartstrings of uh, the jury, and uh, you know if I would maybe I'm biased. Okay, Ruhi, you know maybe I'm biased because I'm a real estate agent, and uh, but I just don't really feel as though really people have that much disdain for real estate agents and think that we make that much money to where we are, you know, overcharging and price fixing and inflating prices. We just want to help people, (laughs) right? You know,
0: Reggie, but here's the deal, right? When you get your seller's net sheet and you're selling a million dollar home, right? Again, let's go back to that million dollar home and you're getting your seller net sheet, And it's now showing a $25,000 gross commission, or say it's a $2 million house and now you're seeing a $50,000 gross commission. What you don't know, you're not educated on where the money goes. And so you're thinking, oh my gosh, they just sold this house. And when the market was crazy a few years ago, things we're selling like in a week and they're like, oh great, they just put it on the market and they just made 50,000 or 25,000. Unfortunately, they don't have the transparency that we have. And again, maybe it's up to us to educate the consumers, the average person and say, listen, you work. And I I look at people who make, you know, um, $200,000 a year. And I'm like, wow, you get paid a commission no matter what. Or you get paid, sorry, a salary no matter what. For Mm -hmm. us, we have to work to, and sometimes it's six months we don't get paid, and then we get paid. Three months we don't get paid, and then we get paid. So the misconception is that you know, and again, this is kind of the whole ignorance or whatever that people have. They just watch what's on TV or watch what they think they're seeing, and then they create like a perception, like push perception is reality they look at it and they're like oh look at all these guys look at the fancy cars they're driving look at how they're dressed and how they portray themselves and it's not real real I mean I've been in the business 30 years and I finally bought a fancy car so (laughs) it's not like I went and bought a fancy car right it's it's I have worked I mean you can see those I have worked and worked and worked and I've had years where I'm like I don't even know what's gonna happen I mean That is the reality. We have to work Mm -hmm. hard. And we need the consumers to know that we are not selling sunset. We are not.
1: You know, I, I listened to a couple of podcasts where that was one of the things that they were mentioning that because we want to make the process as smooth as possible, and because we don't want that buyer or that seller that's going through the one of the biggest investments or transactions of their life many times, right, to have any more added stress, all the things that we're going through, if it's not going to affect them negatively, and we've taken care of it, we don't let them know. So, you know, maybe we should be a little bit more, I'm not saying that we have lack of transparency, but just you know let let them know what it is that we're doing you know if there's something that comes up and you know we fixed it you know share that with them let them know the things that we're doing to you know, especially when you're in escrow even pr- prior to when you're trying to market the property you know when you're you know doing cMAs let them know okay every time we're gonna do an offer, you know I don't just throw out a number out of you know uh you know my my a hat somewhere. I'll spend, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour going through the market and doing a detailed, you know, current market analysis for you so that we can, and then explain to you why the offer that we're making, why that makes sense. That does you, you know, looks like we're, you're coming up on the time.
0: We are, we are. I actually, look, I don't even have an upgraded account, um, but no let's let's um let's end this let's get back on and let's continue for a few more minutes and then we can record something else as well I, I, find out I can do so much.